So it's super easy. You got cornered, though. Did he Did he fair warn you that I was going to hit you up for a podcast? He did. Yeah. But he kind of set me up. How did you, how'd you set him up? I just called him and said, it's not really up for debate. You're going to do a podcast with us. It's not really a setup. That's hostage. (laughs) Absolutely. That's kind of how you got roped into sitting on the board too, isn't it? Last time I was telling telling him earlier, when I came here last time, I think you were nominated and elected to the board. Yeah. Tonight is the end of it. As an officer, right? As an officer, yes. So what was your role for the last, God, how many years has it been? It's got to have been four years or longer. My, uh, oh, well, as an officer, yeah, I would say six years, seven years. Yeah, it's been a while. Well, this is my ninth year, so it would be seven years. Crazy. Did it go fast? It actually did now that you say that. <laughs> right? Time <laughs> kind of flies. Yeah. So we got, I should announce you guys before we go. We got Cody Rollins. Hello. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you've served as what position for IHA? Uh, president and vice president. And Colton? This is my completing my first term as president. As president. So you guys are like best buds. We talk on the phone a lot. Yeah. yeah. That's how stuff happens. Oh, man. That's how all of it happens. I know. Yeah. No, you guys do a lot of work. Idaho Houndsman Association has always been super involved and, you know, really active. And it's because you guys have a really active membership, it seems like, over the years. Yeah, we do. We have a lot of involvement. And uh, it takes a lot certain times a year. There's some there's some downtimes, but definitely around these events and around the trials. There, right. There's a lot to it that goes on behind the scenes to make it all go. And how did you guys pre-sell tickets to this tonight? We do pre-sell, and then we also allow people to buy at the door. So how many you think are going to be here tonight? Uh, we average anywhere from that 160 to 230. It just depends. That's a you big know. crowd, really. After COVID, it, it definitely changed a little bit. So it's we're just still, hopefully this will be the first year to kind of see where we're at after that. Sure. Yeah. Well, but you sold a bunch of pre-sell and then it's open to, do you get a lot of general public that comes to this one or is it mainly houndsmen that you show get up? A bulk, the vast majority are houndsmen, but you do get um, friends of houndsmen. Like I have some family members that, that don't have dogs that just want to come and have a good time and support the club. Right. So there's some of that. You are not short on houndsmen around this country, are you? No, no, sir. Good Lord. There's a lot, you got a lot of transplants. Yep. Cause everybody knows Idaho is still America. Yep, still free America. <laughs> it kind of ends up over here, it seems yep. like. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, it's pretty wild how much things have changed in the last 10 years, even. Idaho is like the last stronghold. Yeah, and that's why this stuff's so important. I mean, really, it's... For sure. We've got to stay the, the bedrock of the hounds in the West, and we got to really be proactive and keep it that way. Yeah. But so, you guys do a bunch of events, too. Like, you do a spring trial, and a, you do a fall. Is it a swim race or a yep. fall trial? Yep. Our water trial is in August. So we do a spring trial, and then our water trial is in August. And that's a pretty big deal, too. I've never made it to the swim race. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's a kind of a, it's a smaller area. And so, really, you can see the races from anywhere. Right. And uh, it's it, it's a good spot. It works out good. And we, and we get a rattle through the races really quick. And it, go it, you can go a lot of dogs in, in a short period of time, which makes it really nice. How many dogs do you guys usually get at like your field events? Always a hundred, sometimes more, but That's yeah, big. pretty much consistently a hundred dogs. Yeah. I'll never, we were just talking about the iron dog this morning. Yeah. I cannot tell you like the first time I rolled up to an IHA trial 
and they did that iron dog competition. I thought this is the craziest stuff I've ever seen in my life. Oh, really? Because, well, yeah, that pole has got to be what? Like two inch, three inch yep. diameter, two maybe. Inch. Two inch. And it's wobbly. And you got guy ropes <laughs> going like all different directions. And then here comes just this massive pack of dogs. Like everybody's bringing dogs. And I'm used to treeing contests where, you know, you kick a dog in, it's got to stay in the circle and they count barks, whatever. No, like you guys turn them all loose at once. Yep. Dog stepping on that guy rope, get that pole like swinging. <laughs> and here's a cage in the top with a stuffed raccoon in it. And those guys are, you know, the dogs are going ballistic. And I thought, oh my God, there's going to be a brawl. Yeah. Like I was just expecting this giant tree fight for some reason. And I could not believe it. But that is a lot of dogs that are focused. And what the last... Last dog in the circle wins, right? Yep. And yep. it's yeah. pretty big prize. So last two. Yeah, last two. Oh, last First two. Second. Yep. So we Because when you're down to two at that point, they're going to sit there all day, huh? Oh, they have. Yeah, I would yes, believe that. Yes, they have. Until That's they run, crazy. Until they just need water. That's what stops them usually. Is It's usually hot, you know, and they get, right. and then finally they break down and, and one of them goes for water. That's usually. That's and usually then the other one's right it. with them, I'm yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. No, that was crazy. Because how many dogs do you usually get cut loose in that? Oh, 50 is pretty consistent. Yeah. 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 And everyone that comes for the first time is always like, this is a terrible idea. Like, this is. I'm not going to lie to you. I've yeah. heard that a hundred times. Absolutely. People are like, what are they doing? They're going to get a dog fight yeah. going. And da, 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 da. But no, it, it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And yeah. that little pole, I, <laughs> you just see it. They're wiggling. I'm like, oh, my God, that thing's going to fall. <laughs> But do you guys still do them like in the same place every year up there in that valley? Yeah, yep. for for our spring trial. Yep. So what town is that outside of for people like who might want to come and north check of it out? Emmett? Emmett, right? Yep. Which Emmett is thirty minutes north of Boise. Emmett's huge metropolis, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How much, what's the population of Emmett? It's grown some. It's actually grown quite a bit. Yeah. I honestly couldn't tell you. It can't be that much. It's little. I want to yeah. say it's like ten now. Yeah. Really? Yeah, well, then it's done. doubled in the last yeah. 10 years, well, probably. Well, yeah. Well, Boise, you know, Boise's Boise's exploded. about to Emmett. Yeah, yeah. Really? The way it's growing. Well, I should say Eagle. Right. Yeah. But it's beautiful up in there. You get in those breaks, and I mean, it is. it does get warm up there, bringing yeah. lots of water. Yeah. But you guys run a field trial. You... Do you still do the three dog pack races? Yep. Oh, yeah. That's on Sunday, usually. Is that a huge hit for you guys? Last year, we had... 12 or 15 packs sooner and if we could get it in saturday we would get more participation but a lot of people have to head home so they don't stick around for the three dog pack race but it's a yeah you guys draw from a long ways off though you were getting guys from utah and idaho nevada washington oregon nevada i mean it's pretty crazy yeah it's a i would say it's it's a it's a great trial to get started in the spring you know it's good it's good to get those dogs exposed again and get them around other dogs and just and get warmed up. And it's like everyone's itching to go, right? Right. Cat season's over. We're all just kind of bored. Sick and of snow. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's Very. a nice time to get out. Yep. Can you guys even get to the woods right now? Snowmobile. Yeah. Dude, the snow in the last <laughs> week has got to be crazy, huh? We've been getting it at home too, but I was a little worried about even getting here today. Yeah. No, our our whole cat season, like right out of the gate, we was on a snowmobile. There wasn't no... No pickup hunting, unless they was keeping the road plowed for logging or whatever. But right. Instantly, yeah, right off the right off the get go, snowmobiling. Yeah. So when you get that heaviest snow here, do the cats kind of stay where they usually stay, or do they get pushed down? They with the heavy snow. Well, they follow wherever the 
for lions, they yeah. follow wherever that your deer and elk are going to be. Right. But the bobcats, they'll still stay up higher. They kind of stay. Mm-hmm. What do you, I mean, you guys, I know you're a bear hunter, yeah. right, Colton? Yes, sir. Like that is yeah. end all be all greatest yep. thing ever. That's me. <laughs> and Cody, you like a little of both, don't you? Yeah. I, bobcats, probably my favorite to hunt, but the bear hunting around here is really good. So it's like, all but a guaranteed you're going to go at least find something to run. Where. <laughs> That's funny. That's what we said about cat hunt. It's like, well, it's season, so we got to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but I'd rather be running something different. Yeah. That's, yeah. is it still, uh, it, it's pretty crazy. Like, I don't want to tell everybody how great hunting is in Idaho and have them all move here, but. You're you, going to edit that part right there. Yeah, so we'll edit that right part now. out. <laughs> you guys have done so much and you do a lot with Fish and Wildlife, with the Idaho Game Commission. I mean, you guys have invested a lot over the years, and it's paying off, it seems like. We're actually getting ready to start that up next week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The 15th and 16th in Boise is our commissioner meeting. and So there's some changes coming. Um, There's two weeks in September that we lost in a few units that we're trying to get back for dogs. But Yeah, can you explain that? We were talking about that earlier, too. So they ended up taking part of your season away in the fall. Yep. So in Idaho, we have a general bear hunt, which most of the state is a general bear hunt, a uh, spring and fall. And it's all pretty much modeled under the same system, except for a few units that are grizzly units. And they have a little bit different management because of the grizzlies. But we have what's called the Weezer River units, which have been managed since 1993 as a controlled hunt lottery draw system. And that has allowed a bear population. First of all, it's great bear habitat already just the country beautiful country i mean from an outsider i love going through that whole area but it has allowed for a pretty fantastic bear population and for some real trophy class black bears but it's always been a lottery hunt so you had to draw that tag well two years ago well for some years they've been making minor changes but two years ago they finally made a major change and allowed hunting over the counter on private property or within one mile. Within, of yeah, that was property. it. That's what and I was that, thinking of. That boundary change allowed the vast majority of those units to be opened over the counter harvest. Because it's checkerboarded, right? I yes. mean, it's all checkerboarded yeah. private, like For everywhere sure. else on the West, it seems like. Yeah. And there'll be like some five acre mining claim private properties in the middle of the forest that then allow that one mile circle. Well, with that, right. we saw a huge increase in harvest in those units. And the harvest wasn't from hounds. The hound harvest has pretty much stayed consistent always in those units and, and it's about these are more successful anyway well actually think. it's only about 25 to 30 percent of the harvest are usually with hounds right i mean there's a lot of bears that get let go and mm-hmm. that's the reality of it but there the huge increase in harvest was spot and stock deer and elk hunters that now could have a black bear mm-hmm. tag in their pocket and harvest a black bear while deer and elk hunting especially in that late end of october the bears are out looking for food and they saw a huge harvest of bears well, i would imagine you had an influx of new bear hunters that have never bear hunted before and never field judged a bear before so the, yeah there was some big bears that got killed but the vast majority of those bears were young juveniles and or sows so it it caused some heartache so what we're trying to do is we're trying to get that boundary moved and what the fishing game proposed is that off forest service boundary so all those little parcels that are surrounded by foresters will be excluded from that now you'll still have to draw the lottery tag oh see that that makes some sense yeah and and it's a it's a balance right we're trying to give opportunity for hunters like we want right. to be able to go run our dogs, but you also, we have such a special 
little area that's been managed for trophies for so long, we don't want to see it ruined for no reason. And it's you know? known for trophy it bears. Is. Like that is it a is. big bear yeah. area. What I mean, what's an average bear you would say an average shooter? I mean, I, obviously a lot of guys are letting smaller stuff go, but I mean, what's a big bear around here? Oh, I think 300 is, is very realistic yeah. and yeah. consistent. Yeah. 250 yeah. plus is a pretty solid. Yeah. Pretty good shooter. Yeah. And they go big. I mean, but you guys yeah. get four or 500 pounders. Yeah. There are some that, monsters. That's insane. There, yeah. There are some monsters. Four, 400. Yeah. 400. Are they long bear, like lanky mountain bears or yes. are they? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. They're just like people. I mean, right. you got your stocky, shorter bears and then you got your long, lanky <laughs> I just think it's funny when you go from like different region to different region. Yeah. Like where we're at, we're pretty mountainous. Our bear's super long legged, you know, because they got to get around. There's usually not any fat on them. And black, right? And my, you know, we got a lot of color phase. Yeah. I killed my first black one a couple of years ago and I was just so excited. <laughs> All of them were cinnamons or, yeah. you know, some off phase color. Yeah. And I always wanted a black one. Yeah. Do you guys get much color phase here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quite a bit of color. That's but, really, I uh, think it's cool. On a mature bear, though, I mean, we've seen a lot of high sixes and seven foot on the length. Like I, f- I feel like they, they're pretty long, you know, really, in the in the spectrum of black bears. So especially for the food sources that they have, it gets so hot in the summertime that they they definitely have to get out and look for feed. Yeah. So they do pretty well, but that's because of the management. I mean, because you can go to any of these other units and and see a lot more volume of smaller bears. Sure. Yeah. So you said you guys are starting back up in a couple of weeks then? So next week is our commissioner meeting in Boise, and that's when we get to go in front of the uh, board of commissioners for the fishing game, Idaho fishing game, and then we get to – it's basically your public comment time. It's where you get it to right. talk directly to them, which because of COVID, this is the first time in in a few years that we've actually been able to do it face-to-face. So I think – That's cool. And it'll be you guys personally? Oh, yeah. That's us. how it works. You're still stuck roped into that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you, I mean, we all have kids, right? And we want our kids to enjoy the same hunting that we've had. So and that's why we're doing it. That's what exactly the future. why we're doing Isn't it. Isn't that the truth, too? Because right. if it, I mean, anybody that wants to say, well, you're just doing it for yourself, then we'd be hunting instead of sitting in a meeting. That's exactly I, right. I mean, really, <laughs> we would be <laughs> yeah. out there doing it instead. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's a long, long road, that's for sure. But the fact that you guys have a good relationship with Idaho, you know, State Department and all of yeah. that, that goes a long ways. Yeah. The other thing that's really helped too in the past is obviously we team up with like Eastern Idaho Houndsman Association, Idaho Trappers Association, yeah. um, Foundation for Wildlife, you know, so we all kind of united and just started working together because, mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it, we're all of us are on the bottom end of the totem pole. So sure. we banded together and then that's when the commissioners kind of started noticing like, hey, these guys that's are good. Yeah. So yeah, four minority groups together has more say, you know, because we're, we're yeah. you know, trappers, the volume of hound hunter permits in Idaho is small. The volume of trappers in Idaho is small, you know, right. I mean, Eastern Idaho is small, but if we all stick together and work together, like we have, it's, it's made a huge change. Oh yeah. And that's the only way you can get traction. Cause it's, I guess the hardest part for me to get, and I'm guilty of it too. I've been in clubs for years and sat on boards and whatever. But it seems like the minority groups, it is harder for us to put our differences aside and actually just do it than it is to complain. You know, like the trappers and the cattlemen and, you know, the houndsmen, all of of us are in the same boat. 100%. Our lifestyles, I I don't want to say it's dying because I think we're actually doing really well and we're making some big wins and people are seeing 
the side of houndsmen and sportsmen that we want them to finally see. Like it's about longevity. It's about generational continuance. It's about all of that. So it's been, I don't know. It, it's crazy to when you've been in the game long enough and you've been doing it long enough and you start seeing all of that and the relationships that get built, you just hear the same names coming up over and over and over. And it's like, you know, you guys seem to really see it through. And, and, and a lot of board members, I mean, you guys aren't the only ones. No. Very active membership, huh? Oh, yeah, absolutely. How many members do you, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you know how many members you guys have? Uh, tonight's a big membership enroll night. So, I mean, it'll be a, a good judge after tonight. But right. it stays in, in the couple hundred. Yeah. yeah. That's I would awesome. say, yeah, two, two and a quarter is yeah. pretty solid. And a lot of those are family memberships. You know what I sure. mean? So, it, actual active members it'd be hard to put an exact number on but we have a huge kid we have a big youth sector in our club which is what i'm most excited about and what we right. should all be working on right because i mean we're all going to end up yeah. on the road getting hauled around we're going to be sitting in the truck <laughs> they're going to be getting dogs yeah absolutely. well don't you guys do a youth houndsman of the year award yeah. oh yeah that's yep. what i thought so yep. what i guess let's hammer out like the event first real quick i don't want to spend a ton of time on that you know i'd like to talk to you guys afterwards yeah. and get a recap but you guys do a lot of youth stuff let's hear about some of the youth programs you guys are doing so first off on our dinner 16 to 12 is half price under 12 is free so we want kids to come and sure. and, and all that we do is we try to encourage enrollment in our field trials kid costs are half you know what i mean we just try to encourage kids to be able to come and participate and yeah. money not be a problem you know what i mean and so we try to do like tonight we'll have a game just for kids and it's cornhole. They get a, a dollar, they get two throws. If they get a, a cornhole, then they get a ticket. And then they only, they get to put in for an AR Smith and Wesson AR 22. You know oh, what I mean? Awesome. Like their kid only, we do a lot of that stuff. And I mean, Cody's done it. I've done it. We've all done it over the years. We've tried to cater to children and, and, and I think it's paid off. Well, you guys I mean, get a lot of kids that come. Yeah. I mean, I've noticed it's a lot of families. They yeah. come to this one over yeah. and over and over. Yeah. And then like the youth event, um, the youth houndsman of the year. How do you guys calculate that out? Cause it's a big deal. It's a, didn't you guys give a belt buckle or something? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's on a point system, just like the adults, you know, it's definitely not given. I mean, they still have to go, you know, work with their dogs and, and go earn it. But yeah, it's, it's on a point system. Right on. And but, to win, you really have to show up to both trials. If yeah. you want, if you're trying to get because you get points for placement yeah. in each one, you really, you really have to be at both of them. Right yeah. on. Yeah. Like this year, I think there is either or three or four way tie. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah, because we actually well we do we do uh, a girl youth houndsman and then a boy youth houndsman, and so you know whatever you know whether you're a boy or a girl you know if there's ties which happens so right which we're happy to give all them buckles away we want to see them kids yep. that's cool yep. that is awesome and then you guys do your own houndsman of the year you guys mm -hmm. have some awards that you do yep. here but really it's it's about and the dog we have a dog of the year mm -hmm. you know the dog that gets the most points throughout the year so they're yeah they're awarded as well so it's not just the handler it's an actual dog itself right and like this year the dog that one dog of the year not to spoil anything is a real life dog that used on an outfit i mean he's an outfitter yeah dog. he's actually right. he's actually yeah. a hunting dog he's not a a, not just dog. a trial dog yeah isn't that cool yeah. oh yeah because you hear that a lot oh those are just right. field trial dogs <laughs> yeah. 
Like, I'll agree with you. There's some really good field trial yeah. dogs out there. I've seen them. I know guys that have really nice trial dogs. But without that. actually being said, I mean, just like us hunting bears or cats, I mean, you actually have to work on the trial dogs. It's not like you just grab a, a bear dog and go throw it in the trial and they right. normally don't do as well. No, exactly. There's, yeah, I thought it was really be... cool. One year I had a dog that I thought was super fast and he took off and just ran to camp. That's how the good absolutely ones zero desire to run the scent. And I thought, oh man, I got to do something. <laughs> man, I had this same thing because mine, I mean, like I was telling you, there's hunting and then there's what I do a lot of times. I hunt a lot of the same areas, I hunt the same game. It's working dogs more than it is hunting in mm. my eyes. And I'm yeah. good with that because it's what I can do during the week and whatnot. But man, you take those dogs to a field trial. Yeah. I think it's a factor of multi multiple things. Right. A, it's daylight. They don't know what daylight hunting is. Yeah. You know, they don't ever do it. <laughs> they don't know what that smell is. And they don't know what all these other dogs are doing yeah. here. So it's like usually they'll go fifty yards and turn around and come yeah. back. I think that is one of the bigger struggle for the dogs is you know because with us being out there hunting we don't want to be running a covered track right and you taking you know because we're running the same drags you know multiple times so there could be 75 dogs that have already ran down that same trail and then yep i think there's a lot of that that goes into it yeah you have to work at it (laughs) i've noticed especially dogs that are like single game species dogs don't seem to do as well yeah at the field trials is like you know, the old dogs that probably everybody used to have, you ran everything with mm-hmm. them because it's what you had in the kennel. Yep. <laughs> and they'd run any scent ever, it seemed like. They were gamey, not trashy, gamey. Yes. Yeah. I like them dogs. Yeah, right? Just <laughs> turn them loose. You're going to run something. You're going to hear some dogs and do that. But our big bear race in the spring, Cody always knows the dragon. It, it, I mean, I don't think it's a joke at all. It's three miles. That's a long one. I remember and, it yeah. being a real long one. And he does yeah. not make it easy on him. I mean, oh, he no. Do you run it on a quad? No. You walk yes. it. Yeah, quads. <laughs> yeah, right. No, that's what I thought. <laughs> you always ran it by foot. Yeah. Yeah. But no, there. So we have wild horses up there and whatever deer, deer herds I see, it's that wherever they're at, I'm going for them because it's. It's fun. Yeah. And there, and there has been nights that people stayed oh, out man. all night looking for dogs. Oh, man. Yes, <laughs> but there has. That'll happen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, more than once we've been at field trials and ended up looking at dogs all night. They yep. ended up. <laughs> track goes left. Dogs went right. We don't know what happened, but there's a whole bunch of them going right. So there's a reason. Yeah. But I feel like if you win that race, you, you should be pretty proud of your dog. Like, oh, yeah. They absolutely killed it because it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's all uphill. I mean, it's through the rocks. It's Cody makes and, it as hard as on as possible. And I mean, they if you if they run it fast and do a good job, you should be super proud of them. Right. And, and a lot of time that 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 trail that I do is three to four hours old yeah. with the wind blowing on it the whole time because wow. they're still running other races while I'm doing that, and I just want to make sure that I'm done by the time they're done, so, so they, they can, can roll right over to it. And Ben, yeah, a lot of times it's three to four hours. Yeah. So are you running it backwards then? Mm-mm. No. No, you're running it. Mm-hmm. And he Dang. does but not I, use a lot of scent either. I mean. Well, I pack a spray bottle. Yeah. So, and just hit it. Yep. So I yeah. do keep it freshened up. But still, that time of year, yeah. I mean, you guys are, there's no snow, but no. it gets windy up in there. Yeah. Uh, the scenting conditions have got to be yeah. tough still. Yeah. For sure. Yep. And what do you have the dates for that event already? Yeah. So April 1st and 2nd. Is when the spring travel will be this year, and that's outside of Emmett. That's north. Mm-hmm. Of so Emmett. anybody yeah. listening, I mean, that's a good one to go to. It's. Yep. 
I will say this. I mean, I came before I was even like before anybody knew who I was, you know, before I even really had the business started with Plum Tree yeah. before all this. Everybody was so hospitable. It was like a super family oriented event. It was really cool. So I would really encourage anyone within driving distance, yep. check it out. So the first weekend in April. Yeah, and there is camping available. It's dry camping, but there is room to camp. Lots of room. It lots seems of, like there's lots of room to camp. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. there's a creek right there, so you can get water. There's just no RV hookups because it is BLM and private property. Yeah. But the roads getting in there are pretty decent. Like guys yeah. with travel yeah. trailers shouldn't have a problem, right? No problem. Yeah. I think that's something that we all have <laughs> underestimated. And yeah. now I think about it more when I'm telling people, oh, yeah, you should go check this out. Well, some of these little trials, you're not getting your fifth wheel into, right. you know, you're. But this one, I remember it being pretty easy to yeah. get into. Yeah, there's lots of space. And then the swim race, you got a date for that one, too? Swim race is, I can look it up. Um, it's in August. It's the second Saturday in August. Okay. But yeah, and it's at, it's out of Payette, which is also about 40 minutes from Boise. Yeah, it's still like right West. here close. Yeah, it's not. And it's a, it's a private place. It also has camping. Uh, it's, there's a few ponds there. Um, it, it's a nice spot too. We All we have to do basically is mow the grass and clean the pond up and it's ready to go. And it's ready to roll. Yep. Kill one, a few wasps. That one's way easier. Yeah. <laughs> less yeah. work for you guys. Oh, yeah. A lot less work. Yeah. Oh, bad. Yeah. So as far as people coming in, do you guys have food vendors or anything at these or just? Yeah. So usually we have some kind of food. Uh, last year we had a member's dad who's a phenomenal cook. We somehow tricked him or coerced him into doing it, but right. he, he made food up there and, and it was awesome. It was really good. I think that was the highlight of most people's day was yeah. the food. Heck yeah. yeah. It was really good. No, that's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've probably talked a bit about this event. I'm, I want to talk dogs. Cody. We're going to start with you because you kind of sit quiet. <laughs> You're in the same boat I was in for a lot of years. People make fun of your dogs because they're the wrong color, right? You like them houndy, yeah, black well, and tans. I, yeah, I tried to help by getting a bunch of different of the breeds so you can't be really picked on too much, but yet you can make fun of everybody yeah. because you do have one of each. Right. But yeah. And what kind of, you said you prefer cat hunting? <laughs> um, I really enjoy cat hunting and I really enjoy bear hunting. It, I don't, it's just like anything by the end of bear season, I'm ready to go cat hunting. And by the end of cat season, I'm ready to go bear hunting. Right. Do you mess with bobcats much or mainly just lions? No, mainly bobcats. You like it better, huh? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's just something about that golden little track and the trickery of them smart things. Right. It takes a, it takes a decent dog to catch a bobcat. Yeah, it does. I would imagine up here, especially. What's yeah. the cat population like? Um, our cat population in around our area is not that good, and that's I think that's probably more so why I do target bobcats, just because we have more. I in our area we have more bobcats than lions. Oh, gotcha. So, but, but yeah, I think northern Idaho and eastern Idaho, their cat populations, I don't think I know is way better than yeah. ours. Right. The lion population. Yeah. Yep. And I know people give uh, snow dogs a lot of grief. Oh, God. that We need to do a yeah. podcast episode <laughs> on that. That is like the never-ending <laughs> argument. Yeah. But when you well, – like, you know, like what Cody's dogs do and, they, and they're good at what they do, they're, he doesn't hunt in a skiff of snow. It's snowshoeing like, and four foot of snow. And, I mean, they, they flat get it on. That's crazy. It, so so yeah. do you hunt – because I'm not a snow guy. Like, I'm not a snow fan at all. <clears throat> My dogs don't even know how to smell a track in snow, to be real honest with you. 
when you're up in that kind of snow, is it just like frozen and then back on top or how are they not post holing through or are they pushing every, through that? Every, every situation's different, no different than dry ground hunting, you know, it just depends on, just depends on the weather you're, you're dealt with that day. I mean, some days you, or some mornings you get up there and you just have a light skip of snow with a nice crust under it. So you stay on top and the dogs can rip the track. But with that being said, they also tear their pads up right. just because of the crust. But then there's other times you go up there with dump two feet of snow and you get up there and the dogs are literally plowing with their chest to go catch a cat. That's insane. But yeah. they probably can't run either, huh? Do the cats run long when you get in that deep stuff? Um, They... They tend to resort, you know, depending on your area, they'll try and get into the rocks. So they have that advantage. Yeah. Yeah. I hate rocks. Yep. That's the worst. (laughs) And they know where every rock pile is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You better believe it. And they know the back door that comes out two miles down the road. You know, it seems like you get in those rocky. Well, we were talking about that this morning. You get in those spots and what are you going to do? You know, it's like you can't count it. Like, I don't. It's like, uh, I don't know for sure, but. Yeah. I'm dragging them out of holes, so I'm going to say it went in there, you know, but <laughs> yeah. so it's a lot of rocks out here too, huh? There can be yeah, in certain areas. Yep. Yeah. Especially where you see a lot of bobcats too. They yeah. They always yeah. love it. Yeah, they do. They That's, do. yeah. I know you need somebody just going around plugging up holes. <laughs> I know we, we got Expanding on one last foam. year and it, we lost him and you could see where he went in. And you're up on this bluff and you're kind of looking over and I look down and like you said, that little golden nugget, I'm looking 30 yards down the hill. I'm like, that's cat track right there. There's another one there. And it's like, yep, he squeezed out right there. What the heck? Yeah. But you're so far behind it. It's like, you're not even going to bother trying, you know, let's go find something different. But yeah, the cat hunting thing, is just always, I've always thought it would be cool to do, but the time and dedication it takes to do it, it's way different than yeah and yeah for like me i know a lot of other guys don't care for a bunch of snow but i and i don't like a bunch of snow but as soon as you have to start jumping on a track machine to go find a cat track that weeds out like 90 percent of the other guys because they just want to hunt out of their truck right when you can't go drive around they're like me yeah yeah Yeah, they want easy (laughs) snow easy snow yeah so what you hunt off snowmobiles or you got a side by side with tracks? Snowmobile. Yeah, you like it better than like a side by side. Um, I've never been in a side by side with tracks. I've just I've I've just always ran a snowmobile. The side no side by sides are sweet. Are. I'm not gonna lie, I borrowed one for that veterans hunt. Oh yeah. And a buddy of mine let me borrow, which I did not want to borrow because <laughs> a I can't afford one first off. I can't afford to fix a buddy's. And, oh, don't worry, you're not gonna get stuck. You're not gonna break it. We did both. <laughs> we lost four-wheel drive. And when you lose four-wheel drive on a tracked vehicle, yeah, that was bad. But, you know, they go everywhere. I couldn't imagine. The snowmobiles, I only did that one time with Buddy, and it was pretty crazy. I just, that seems like it'd be cold and miserable. And the you fr- got to like abuse to go do yeah. that, I think. <laughs> well, I do run blue ticks, so I'm a little slow in that yeah, department. <laughs> <laughs> And then how long do you guys have for a bobcat season? Our bobcat season opens February 14th, or sorry, December d- December 14th and runs till February 16th. Right on. So, so decent. Yeah. 
couple not months. a lot of dry ground opportunities in that season <clears throat> either here you know no. there's pretty much always snow and a lot of it by the time it starts and by the time it wraps up we still got a big snowpack so you're yeah. pretty much if you're gonna bobcat hunt around here you better have something on tracks so. yeah or you're gonna miss it yeah you just won't get to go <laughs> how how many can you harvest is it an over-the-counter tag <clears throat> yeah it's just so idaho you go up you can kill actually as many as you want to and then you know by the end of the season within 10 days you have to go to fishing game and have them each checked in right they put a little tag that's kind of how we are too yeah. they put a tag on yep. it right yep yeah so buddy was just telling us in the last podcast he forgot to check his in he was a day late getting his done because we got stuck in michigan oh, no. <laughs> But they got him in and got it taken care of. I always feel like an idiot when it comes that time because we don't usually harvest cats. I usually don't hunt cats. But when we do, I always got to set a reminder or something because most of the guys I know that are cat hunters are like, oh, you just do it at the end of season. Well, we run through March 15th because coon season's still in. Bobcat Uh ends the 28th. Fox ends the 28th. But we can still run through March 15th. So I don't even think about it until after season. And then by the end of that, it's like, hmm. Yeah. Uh-oh. Here, yeah. even though the season's closed, you're still allowed to, allowed to pursue them. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. All year round? Well, during the lion season. That's pretty yep. sweet. Yeah. Yep. yep. That'd be nice. We can run pretty much September September 1st through December, uh, February 28th. Oh. Is our pursuit and then take season. Yeah. And then... You know, coon coyotes open year round. Do you guys have, speaking of coyotes, hey, there's a ton of coyotes around here, right? Yeah. Especially in the desert. What about guys running them over here, though? So I don't talk do. to a ton of guys from here running coyotes, and I would think they'd be all over. There's there's a few guys that have greyhounds that do that. Oh, really? Yeah, but not, not well, not on purpose no with the hounds around here. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the, the gamey dogs find the them. gamey dogs, yes. <laughs> Well, I mean, so pretty much all winter you're cat hunting, but you do spring bear hunt too, you said? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And same dogs? Yep. Not different pack of dogs, same kind of ordeal? No. For for bobcats, which I'm on a snowmobile, so I can hold, my trailer's only so big that I can pull the dogs with. I only run three dogs on bobcats. Oh, gotcha. But bear hunting, that's a whole different story. All of them. Oh, yeah. How many you hunt? Um... I personally have 12 hounds that I run. And then my 89-year-old hunting buddy, Kenny Higgs, he has four dogs. Holy cow. So So you got a pile. Everybody's definition of a pile is different. (laughs) So, yeah. That's a pretty good pile. (laughs) I I owned 14 at one point. It sounds good when they're rolling through the canyon. Oh, you better believe it. No better sound. Yeah, no kidding. So how do you decide which ones you're running on cats then? Are you just pulling random ones every time or you have three that are exceptional at both? Yeah. So the three that I, I normally have my two for cat, cat, bobcats. I normally have my two main and then whatever pup that I'm seeing the most potential in, I'm running him with it. That makes sense. And then you said you got pretty much a mixed pack. Mm Mm-hmm. Red dogs, black dogs, blue dogs. He's smart. And I actually run my son's uh, Griffon or pointing bird. Oh, dog. really? Oh, yeah, on bears. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> so, like him? He, yeah, he goes. He loves it. That's crazy. 
Yeah. How old's that dog? Um, he's just a hair over well, a year and a half now. Oh, so he's so, spent like a season at least. Oh, yeah. Running. Does he contribute or is he just going? I think, which he's too young to know, he's just going right now. I'll bet he'd be a locating so, fool though, probably, huh? Yeah, we've got him on a bunch of birds this year, so we'll see how how how, how much that's changed come this bear season. Yeah, right. <laughs> see if he stops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could be bad if you're on a big mean bear and all of a sudden he's stopping pointing birds. <laughs> it's cool to hear those oddball dogs though that get thrown into packs. Yeah, you know, it used to be like a common thing. Guys were running, yeah, feist crosses or. Airedales yeah. or Airedales were big over here too for a while, huh? Is anybody still running Airedales in this area? There's only a couple guys that I that I'm aware of that still run them. They used to be pretty popular here there through this a few guys that yep. Western Idaho area. Yeah, and now it's just all hound dogs. Yeah, yeah, hound dogs everywhere though. It seems like Long certain boxes. times a year there's a dog box in every truck you see. Yep. Yeah, yeah, the bears here. From the moment they're born, the more they're they running, get harvested, they're getting ran by hounds. I was going to yeah. say, them little guys got Nikes on when oh, they come man. out of the cave and first go yeah. around, I'll bet. They're... They hear a dog bark. If you see them out in the country, they just start hoofing it. They know. They better so, start running. I mean, saying that they do that, do you think that it makes a difference? Dogs like open on track versus quiet dogs? Like, you know, uh, the cat hunters on the in Oregon yeah, will yeah. all tell you, oh, quiet dogs on track. Or hog hunters, because those hogs will bust. Yeah. I, I like an open mouth dog, uh, probably just for the sound of it, though. You know, really, so we can enjoy it. Just so I can enjoy <laughs> it, and the kids love to hear them. Um, I, you know, for me, my personal preference is speed. I, I think, if you want to catch lots and lots of bears consistently in different size and class of bears, you're going to need some speed. You do it fast. You, you got to do it fast because they do. They get hounded a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, especially you'll see a bear. You know, get a strike and look up, and there's one on the hill. He's running. You know, I mean, he, he oh, heard yeah. the dogs and he knows it's time to go and they, they will go for, you know, I'll have eight to 12 mile races pretty consistently throughout the summer. I mean, it really, they got to have endurance and speed, you know, they got, they got to stick with it if you're going to catch consistently. Yeah. To get a lot of mean bears over here. Uh, yeah, I run into, you know, three to five every year that really want to just tear dogs up. Yeah. And that's all they're worried about. I would imagine there'd be some tough ones with this many guys it's, running. Yeah. A lot of people call this area the bear park just because of the the amount of the bears, and they think that them bears are easier than what I would consider a general area. But I would definitely say that I probably. couldn't disagree. Probably more harder because they've been so educated from yeah. like Colton was saying. As soon as he's yeah. hitting the ground, he's being educated that yeah. dogs are going to be after him. Where you go to the general units. And they're that, like, what's going on? Yeah, they they don't have near the pressure that what these unit other units do. Oh, I would. And imagine. a lot of it's you know they're obviously the bears and but the access that's why everybody yeah. hits some areas just because of the access. And until two years ago, there was no bait allowed for thirty years. No, right. Bait. That was a big yeah. change. No yeah. bait allowed. So the bears really have spread out. You know, they, there's no reason to congregate. In one spot, you know, other than the fall, you know, you'll get some fruit trees and stuff that'll congregate some bears, but really yeah. they're, they're spread out pretty evenly throughout the area. So that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, so you guys can run dogs off of bait too, though, over here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That see to me for puppies, that makes the most sense. Oh, yeah. Those guys in Wisconsin, you know, they do the same thing, rigging off of baits and whatever. 
I would think that'd be a huge training tool. Yeah. So before they did the one mile over the counter stuff here in the controlled units, I always hunted the general and I would throw out a bait and for the reason being is number one, the bears in the spring aren't moving around. Number two, you can't get around anywhere to go try and rig a bear. And so, you know, I just have my little area that I've been putting a bait out there for the last umpteen years. So them bears, as soon as they, they know to hit it, they, as spring. soon as they come out of their den, they're rolling straight to them baits because they, yeah. they want food. No, it makes sense. And they know when they mm. come out every year, they know there's going to be food there. Yep. And last year was my first ever year ever being around baits. And it was a, it was a learning. It's a curve. lot of work. A lot of, a lot yeah. of people don't Dude, realize it's not easy, lot, is it? No. Yeah, people don't told. understand my dad baited when i was a kid you know and then we lost all of our dogs and bait in oregon but the work that goes into it yeah it's not just throw food out there no and you know like you guys i'm sure still got to struggle with you got to get them in at the right time yeah they got to be runnable you got to catch them in daylight hours it's yeah it's different. Well, what I noticed, and accidentally running everyone's baits because it was brand new to everyone, and there was baits literally oh, I was gonna everywhere, <laughs> you know, is I never had so many split races. You know, we'd, we'd turn out on a strike, and there would be dogs going every direction, and most of the time, they were all after their own bear, and it's like, it's like Everybody quail. thinks yeah. they got their own little private bait, and they're really, oh, like, within yeah. a couple hundred yards of each oh, other. They were stacked in, and all of them, they were all new baiters, right? A lot of new baiters, and they were on the side of the roads. and Like, right there. Yeah. and so Perfect. It, it was kind of a long, painful learning curve for everyone. but I'll And bear. that one bear will take and hit all 12 of them baits. So you're just running from <laughs> one to the next zigzagging? Yeah. That's funny. Well, and there's a lot of regulations around baiting here, though, I remember. Yeah. Like, because you got to use certain... Like it's got to be a certain vessel. Everything's got to be cleaned up. You got a tag number, right? Yep. 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 Tag number. You're you're allowed three tags, so you're allowed three baits. Um, they have to be a certain distance from a road. Sure. They have to be a certain dense distance from a creek, a certain distance from a trail. So you know, just not everybody's gonna go dump them everywhere. Yeah. 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 I I remembered there was a lot of regulation with that, and at the end of the year, you got to go in and clean it all out. Oh yeah, I mean, there's nothing left behind. Yeah. You guys, can you use barrels, or do you have to use natural? Uh, you can use <laughs> barrels, but they have to be a 50 gallon metal barrel. No, Can't no. use plastic, no. right? I remember that being part of the regs too. Yeah, man, but that's like right up your alley, right, Colton? You're like bear fanatic. I love to bear hunt. Yeah, I not you'll cat hunt when it, you. But have like, to i don't really like snowmobiles i've had a lot of bad experiences with snowmobiles and got stranded by them so i just I believe that in <laughs> having little kids like um the wife's a little less lenient with me being gone two days or getting stuck out there alone the and stranded yeah. yeah so yeah my cat hunting's tapered off dramatically having little ones at home but it's different yeah and I, we have a side by side and we'll put tracks on it when the kids get a little older and start going again but as yeah. of right now, but the bear hunting for me is the whole family gets to go. We're in our t-shirts most of the time. Right. And it's, you know, we can go, we can rig a bear, we can all walk to the tree. Everyone's enjoying themselves. The kids have a good time. And that, right. And that's what, you know, that's what I love about it is we all get to go do it together. That's That was the hardest part. I'll say when we lost bear hunting in California, it was 2012. So I was, I was still really new. I didn't know what I was doing. I had some dogs, but I was just tagging along. And I had gone down, oh, let's see, 
probably three years prior to that. I spent one year down there without dogs, just hauling kids around. My buddy's kids would ride with us. And then I got into dogs and I was able to harvest two bears before they shut her down. But the hardest part was leaving camp that last year because all the grandkids, you know, they don't understand why they can't come back. I remember my buddy Tony's grandson. It's like, how do you explain that to a kid? Like, imagine explaining to your kids. I don't want to. Man. Tomorrow, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, we're done bear hunting. Yeah. Like, that was the worst. Yeah. And I was still new, you know, and it, I don't know, I guess things hit you different. You know, like, it hit me pretty hard then, but now looking back on it. Yeah. It's like, dude, that was crushing yeah <coughs> yeah it's it's uh something we want to avoid at all costs and that's why we do what we do and that's why we're as active as we are you yeah know, we want this to continue to be uh, a, a wonderful sport that we can that we can enjoy for a long time and mm. my kids can keep doing it well you guys are doing an awesome job i mean this is going to be a great event we got stuff to finish setting up right yep get ready for this food's coming in so i would really encourage everybody check out like mark your calendars iha you've got you said the first weekend in april yeah april 1st and 2nd is the spring trial and then the second, second week in off august right august is the water trial yep and those are big events so make sure to come out if you're in the area support it cody just even come to say hi yeah. just yeah see, just come just, just to see if yeah if you don't want to bring a dog or Go watch the Iron Man. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of BS to be had at all the events. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) That's free. That's free. free. We provide that free. BS and brewskis is usually to be found at that thing. (laughs) Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate you taking some time. We'll do a follow-up after this, and hopefully you guys make a bunch of money tonight. I'm going to spend a little bit. We'll see what happens. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you for having us. No sweat.